Hi, and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, and with me is my co-host, Clay Williams. Hey, let's uh, talk about some birds that are ladies. That's it? Honestly, that's the one. I I wanted to think of something better. We're not reading a script, I swear. You know, it's in the morning. All right. I'm I'm, I'm tired, but (laughs) I'm I'm really glad and excited to be here with our guest, our first returning guest, Mm. Gabby Iori. Hello, I'm back. Co-host of Breakout. Yes. Back from hiatus. Yeah, and then back on that? hiatus again. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It ebbs and well, flows. Yeah. Ryan is moving to the UK, so right, my, my co-host. So I don't, I yeah, unconfirmed what's happening mm. with, but that's okay. I'm glad to be here. I love talking. It makes it more special that it's a once in a while thing. Yeah, because it never runs stale. You know. Exactly. It's always a surprise. Unlike this podcast, it's always a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a surprise when um. When when it pops up in your feed, yeah, I love that. Oh, ooh, love that for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm um, super excited to be back. Oh yeah, we're lucky to have you. Um, yeah, Jack, Jack was really hesitant, but I was like, no, we need to get Gabby on, and he was just okay. like, I don't know, I don't yeah. know. He, he I, I'm like, no, she was she was amazing. We need to get her back on, and Jack's like, ah, I don't know about Gabby. I don't <laughs> trust her. I don't know. That's she's okay. Holding some, she's holding something back. Yeah, who's to say? I don't know. This might be the episode that I truly just <laughs> go wild. This, go this really ends things. Yeah. Yeah. Break place trust too. No. Yeah. This is where the takes come. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I hope it'll be full of surprises. But ladybirds full of shit. And like, yeah, you just like go wild. Yeah. What if I um, like? What if we started talking about it and I was like, actually, I hate Ladybird, and I think Saoirse <laughs> Ronan is the worst actress of all time, and Greta Gerwig can choke. I would never, <laughs> but what if I did? <laughs> Timmy, Timmy's kind of ugly. I know. Yeah, yeah you like what? you're just just going. I just go in. Yeah, yeah. Just you come out, come in, and say Stephen McKinley Henderson is not the world's greatest treasure, or something yeah, like I that. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come. I'll. I'll they did something. understand it. They, they do understand it. Um, uh. So yeah, we're talking about Ladybird today in honor of Little Women's recent release. Um, usually I'll ask what's everyone's relationship with this movie, but I think it's more apt to say what's everyone's relationship with Greta Gerwig, since she is kind of the foreboding presence, obviously writer-director, but also it's hard not to say Ladybird is a very much Greta persona. Um, or at least in the way that Noah Baumbach has written her for many years. So what's everyone's relationship with Greta? Do I go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Good, good hosts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, my relationship with Greta, I do call her by her first name because we are close personal friends. (laughs) Um, I think probably is Lady Bird. I wasn't, I didn't like get into film before, like Lady Bird was the movie that got me in, interested in mm. movies. Um, and then after that, I went and watched Frances Ha, which is a very relatable mm. picture for those of us who um, aren't real people yet. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I just sort of became very deeply infatuated with her. Um, I obviously have been looking forward to Little Women since it was announced like a year and a half ago. Um, I was like, mm, this sounds extremely up my alley. 
And sure enough, spoiler alert, it very much was. Um, but I don't know, there's something about uh, in reading her Wikipedia page a lot, seeing that she didn't have any specific writing and directing formal training. She just sort of learned by doing and learned by being on sets. And of course, um, just her her first movie being Lady Bird that had such an impact on me. I said that weird impact on me. Um, <laughs> makes her someone that I've, she, she feels very close to my heart. And I'm sure a lot of people can feel, can say the same, but mm-hmm. I love her. Beautiful. My, um, I just had to reconfirm what I was thinking. My relationship with Gerwig is I saw her first and maybe the only time before Lady Bird was in uh, 20th Century Women. Oh, great. So good. Yeah, I saw that like a few months before I actually saw Little Women. Or not Little Women, God, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lady Bird, again, early. Um, but yeah, she was great in that. And I was like, oh, who is this? She's just kind of like spark of energy, interesting mm-hmm. personality, um, stands out, but also works within the confines the confines of the film. Um, then in the narrative of Lady Bird was already kind of strong at that point when I saw it. You know, great debut, um, actor, um, actress turned director. 100% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, too. Yeah, like everyone mm-hmm. loved her. Um, she has this great vibe and this great positivity and this great story. And then I see Lady Bird and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, that's a good movie. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> lives up to me. Life. Like, yeah. you know, it, it had this. I don't know if it was what I was expecting or not, but I did feel like at home and feel comfortable first time seeing it. I just kind of mm-hmm. was like, and I was, that was like probably the biggest year of film for me, 2017 at that point because that was kind of like the final year where i'm like okay yeah movies are my thing this is mm-hmm. this is what's going on now um and i was just you know like blown away yeah um i remember in my first film class there was a so my teacher would have stills like like a printed out stills and then it's on like on a black backdrop so there were like stills from blade runner and like zodiac and uh well it's like chunking express i remember and one of them was from Francis Ha, and it was mm-hmm. a picture of Greta Gerwig, and I had never seen someone that I've never I didn't recognize that person, and and then I asked my teacher, and I learned that it was from Francis Ha, and that was a, for one of the first recommendations. Like I don't I don't know like I I gotten recommendations before, but this is the first one that led me to an alley that is kind of like the Bombaki kind of Wes Anderson kind of style, and um. And Greta Gerwig is such like a like a tour de force, tour de force, and Francis Ha, and yeah, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember just like I was, I fell in love with. It might have been my first bound back actually. Yeah, it might, might be. Um, but a, we'll, is it Bombach or Baumbach? I, I whatever I just you want. Scorsese, Scorsese, you know. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so like Greta has always been someone that I think means a lot to a lot of people. She's, she kind of has this like older sister quality yeah. where it's like, this is someone that you look up to and someone that may have just as much, if not more ambition that you, than you do. And, and she just says what she, what she's thinking. Um, I'm thinking more about mistress America. Mm. Um, and it's in that role that she plays there as well. Um, 
She's like that in 20th Century Woman, too. She kind of plays the older um, men. To the... To, uh... Uh... Oh, the I was kid. Just trying to think of the character's name. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, but, but the yeah, kid, no. the, also the kid has a crush on her, which is you know, yeah, um, normal. <laughs> yeah, fine. I mean, she's Greta Gerwig, you know. I, there's sure. kind of a little I, triangle with uh, her and uh, Elle Fanning as well. Yeah. So it's not I, just like he's crushing hard on Greta. I love Elle Fanning too. The entire yeah. movie is oh. kind of perfect. You guys want to go to 20th Century Women? Yeah, <laughs> let's actually oh, let's drop Lady Bird. Let's talk about 20th Century Women right there now. There it is. We found <laughs> it. She hates <laughs> Lady Bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we actually should legitimately like the next um, Mike Mills movie. We should do that. Mm, yeah, come on, come on. That's his Joaquin movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's do. Let's do 20th Century Women. Should we swap it out for Beginners? Ah, fuck. That's a good. One. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, he's got he's got two really good movies this decade. Um, uh, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I saw Lady Bird, and it's just like I was just wowed, like. Um, so much heart and, and it was so funny. Like gen- it was genuinely funny because there aren't many great comedies. Yeah. Like, and and most comedies are just like I don't know, kind of improv-y and it can get it can get samey. But this one feels so fresh and original. I think that's what everyone responded to. It's that mix of universality and specificity, kind of yeah. like um, the farewell this year. I also haven't seen The Farewell. I know. Mm. I know. Right Again, up. hashtag broke. Send me money, people <laughs> that are listening. <laughs> post your Venmo in the description. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> yeah. I um, Lady Bird was actually the first movie that I ever saw alone. Like, it was the first Ooh. time I went to the theater by myself. Um, Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not to, flex. <laughs> Not to flex, but I can be independent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was at the I was at my old college and there was an independent movie theater downtown and I walked there in the freezing cold January weather, um, mm. which probably isn't that freezing cold, but it's cold to a North Carolinian. Um, you hear that, and- Greta? You hear that? She walked <laughs> yeah. in the freezing cold. Uphill both you. ways. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I saw it. I saw it alone and for the first time, and then. It really meant it meant a lot to me. My my mom had gotten diagnosed with breast cancer earlier mm. that year, so like that November, um, and so I saw it when she was going through radiation, and and obviously at a with a, a story that's mostly about a mother and a daughter. Um, it was important to me at the time, and it still means a lot to me now. My mom is fine. Everyone just so everyone's clear on that. She's good. Um, but it was a very, it was just a, it was an important movie for me in becoming like an independent person because I wouldn't have gone to see it alone as sad as that is. Um, not going to see it alone, but as sad as it is to say that I probably wouldn't have done that by myself if my mom hadn't been sick. Because I just needed like, I just needed some to spend some time with Sersha. I really did. <laughs> We Love also send Greta, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we just need to see our own troubles reflected onto someone else sometimes. Yeah. That isn't our parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, it, it's so easy to see someone else go through this, and it, it makes us feel better than we can, that we can do the same. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I think it's actually like going to a movie theater by yourself is kind of a special Jamie, experience. Jamie, Jamie, it was Jamie from yeah. 20th Century Women. That's his name. Oh, oh, wow. I got it. Okay, five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like a delay. But I'm glad no. we have that on record. <laughs> but seeing a movie by yourself. I didn't look it up. Weird. Let's put that on note. <laughs> seeing a movie by yourself is kind of like this like weird special experience where you're just kind of like, I'm not really supposed to do this at like that's what you feel like at first. Like I'm not supposed to be alone right now. I'm going somewhere like. This is like this is different, mm-hmm. you know. Where this is the big leagues now, I and mean, then you actually just, like see it by yourself without strangers in the same room, and you're just like, this is nice. I like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite ways to see movies now. Like, there's oh, something yeah. about being alone but surrounded by other people um, that is actually strangely comforting, um, especially when you're all sort of united in one one mm-hmm. feeling. Love and it's that. just nice not to talk to people. I gotta say. Facts. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it depends for me. Like I just need that conversation afterwards. Yeah. Oh. That's true. You socialite. You're one of those. <laughs> I'm a Greta Gerwig character. Yeah, for real. Funky. <laughs> um. You're gonna discuss philosophy after too. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's it's annoying. It's it's just the worst. <laughs> um. But yeah, what do we think of everything? So leading up to this, I think that's important to take. I was actually going to say that. Oh, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I, I think, no, I was actually going to ask, like, speaking of leading up to it, like, do you guys remember seeing that first trailer? Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I just remember seeing that trailer and, and thinking this was, like, going to be something special. And then coming out of Telluride, I think. Yeah. That yeah, I don't cool. remember where. It premiered it was, it was it was a festival i'm not for sure and then like everyone was just like this is the next best thing this is like the best this is yeah this is the real deal and and i think it just solidified our next maybe not our next great tour but it, it showed that greta wasn't just interested in acting and i think that's always going to be risky for um a, an actor turned director mm like we see with like Bradley Cooper directing a star is born and um, so I mean that's it's it's like do you want to do this because it's a passion project and you're going to get distracted by how much passion you have for it or is this going to be like a well-told story and you're going to take advice from the auteurs you've previously worked with like look at Edward Norton and whether it was Brooklyn I mean he kind of just lost himself in the passion for that yeah yeah, I I feel the same. And I, I remember seeing um, the first poster for Lady Bird. Actually, mm. I remember that far more vividly than I remember watching the trailer um, mm. because it was so it was like unlike a poster. I had Is it seen like the before. one with the cross? Yeah. Like without yeah. face. Yeah. Um, and as a recovering Catholic, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this looks cool (laughs) I feel like I could I could kin with this um and yeah it was it was just very um very special when I finally saw it to see how Greta incorporated so much of her own experience without it being an autobiographical film because I think Mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions when writers and directors take from their own experiences it becomes seen as like this is their story like this is their life um which it might not necessarily be but I think Greta did a great job of 
incorporating so much of what she loves about Sacramento, mm. um, so much about just so much of her life, but it doesn't feel like it's necessarily a retelling of her life. Yeah, I I remember seeing that first trailer, and I think it opens with this. The moment she dives out of that car, <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. I And that bit, by the way, is always funny, and it continues to always be funny. It's just, I don't know, I always love that moment when she dives out of the car, because when you're watching it, it still kind of feels unexpected, but you know mm-hmm. it's coming. You never know when it's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. It's and it's just so funny. Um, but, like, the moment I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing this, and this looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I knew Sersha from Brooklyn because oh. I saw that in 2015. Mm-hmm. She was great in that. I was like, who's this new star that's kind of t- using all of her talents, like, up front? Because usually, like, there's a slow build. You know, you see one starring... You see her starring in this one uh, indie, and then you see her in a supporting in the one studio, and, or maybe she appears on a TV show, but she goes straight to starring in another movie and having completely showcased her talent. So I was excited for that, especially because I wasn't too familiar with Greta besides 20th Century Women. Mm. I haven't seen, I didn't see any of her, I still haven't seen any of her Baumbach um, collaborations, and I haven't, like, I, I just really didn't, I didn't really know who she was. But I had, but for some reason, after seeing that trailer, I'm like, oh, I can, I think I kind of get who she is now. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Mm. In a sense of like, I know her vibe. I feel like I know her vibe. I feel like I know kind of her, like, um, her style in a sense, not necessarily directing, but of writing and story. Yeah. I think the search of this all was really interesting too, because she seems to be building up a career like a Tilda Swinton Mm. or like a Meryl Streep, where it's like she's, really selective and i feel like as though she's not transforming physically she's trans like tra- transforming uh like costume wise mm-hmm. um like if we think about hannah and atonement brooklyn grand budapest hotel like i think these are all very vivid and imaginative characters that it's not like she's she's being like really expressive but she just yes yeah, it's, it's really quiet transformation i think yeah absolutely brooklyn is one of my very favorite movies um Mm. which i don't know sometimes when i a lot of people i know haven't seen it which to me is just a crime Um, i I haven't i got it i know it's it's fantastic but i think again i connected with someone who's um, very homesick, very uh, in a sort of transitory period of her life. I know we're not mm. talking about Brooklyn specifically on this. We can episode, if you want. But... <laughs> yeah, we can morph this into 20th century women. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love it. And I love her performance. She She's just so good. I would mm. die for her. I, I want her to know I'll that. I'll gladly take a bullet for Saoirse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bullet for Saoirse. <laughs> you guys should make merch and put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a good t-shirt yeah um but yeah i I, do you have you guys seen hannah i have not haven't no i i have i don't love that movie um but she's kind of great in it Um, like you can say that same thing for meryl where it's like even if the movie's kind of subpar she'll always be excellent streep yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> what other Meryl would I be talking about? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just it seems mentioned a little random. She's very obscure. She's I, just I now guess coming out. Maybe it's a little early to call her the next Meryl Street, but you know. I would say so. She's, she really is that she's that good and she you know, everything. No, that she's I've great. Seen. Definitely. Yeah. Um but like Hannah is such a hard role because she has to play this really fucked up kid but also be enduring mm. and you want to see her succeed but she also has it, like it's just a weird role to play i think and it also helps that the fact make. that she's so vivid and indistinctive in the characters that she she's works also with the energetic same, she's an energetic really frantic energy she works with the same costume designer in brooklyn little women and uh and uh hannah mm. so it's interesting like, i think i think that Maybe it's just coincidental. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, like, she has to... And so, also, Hannah is a big responsibility because she has to carry that in, like, almost entire movie. It's about her. It's really... She has to have this, like, very mysterious um, energy to her. Mm. Um, and I just... Her and Timmy on screen together, it's, you know, like, something special. It's really... Mm. Do you call Timothy Chalamet Timmy? We're close Doesn't personal he, friends. Yeah, I know. It's like Dan Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> like Phil Hoffman, you know. I feel like calling him Timothy makes him sound more like high class than he is. I said Timothy it. Chalamet. Yeah. 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 I can't do that. I can't not call him Timmy. He's Timmy a good boy. I, mean, I, I trust him. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> I mean, he you really shouldn't. Like all of his <laughs> roles say, don't trust this man. I know, that's, that's true. <laughs> he's like a fire hydrant, you know. It's, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's crazy. I I do think he's a good boy though. I would I would trust him to like watch my bags at a coffee shop. That's the, yeah. that's the trust test. And you know, like Kyle is such a he's the Ugh, you, we it. all know a Kyle. Oh yeah. And he plays. There's in, too many Kyles in this world. I like. I love how they all call the deuce the parking lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like they're being, they're trying to be so cool and secretive, but it's just. We just moved to another parking lot. Yeah. It's so and, 2002. Um, yeah, right. for real. Oh, God, she nails 2002. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um. Yeah, and I... And I in Brooklyn, she... I mean, we were talking about energy. That's the move. That's a movie where she's... Has just such a subtle, you know, low-key, interesting, quiet performance that is hard to achieve for any actor i think um to have the subtle lead role Mm -hmm. it's it's i think it's really hard and also be engaging at the same time and show complexities with that you know quietness yeah and i've blown away i think that i mean brooklyn's a great movie um but i just want to go straight uh quickly back to gerwig um you're jack you're talking about like her taking a risk to move from acting into directing like bradley cooper or something like that but the difference between her and like bradley cooper or uh, ben affleck is one uh well two things they she isn't she she isn't she isn't that big of a star in a sense she didn't have like as much of a um, popular as much of popularity or have these huge um huge profile projects before directing but also she's a woman and it's mm. always a bigger risk for a woman directing than a man and that's the unfortunate truth of all of it is Facts. like she i mean she had this huge uphill battle i mean like 
her collaborating with Baumbach probably helped a little bit because of, you know, her writing credits. And I, you know, and I've only heard good things about her, um, about her work and how she collaborates. But still, it's like a huge fucking hill. And mm. she and you but you could tell that's all she's really wanted to do. I mean, not all, but like I think I saw this interview during 2017, um, this roundtable. It was like her nolan um pta just take a minute to talk about like the director nominees that year like i know i I missed unreal i missed that pta nolan guillermo kerwig jordan peele yeah that's i miss i miss the time when peter farley wasn't nominated (laughs) right 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 right. you can't call him a two-time winner yes it's it's outrageous i miss we'll get there we'll get there um but 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 she was on this roundtable with like these titans of directing and someone asked her so what what what's at like what are you thinking about um acting like in the future since you started this directing she's like i've always kind of wanted to direct it this is always kind of my main goals like my main passion and i feel like this is where i'm finding myself more and this is what i want to continue to focus on i'll yeah i'll still continue to act here and there but this is this is my passion and this is my dream so to speak and i'm paraphrasing but and just hearing that, I just was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you have to have that much passion and that much drive to be willing to take a huge risk for, to take this big of a risk and also risk everyone in Hollywood saying, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, But she did it, and she took that risk, and now she, like, she has a $40 million movie um, in theaters right now. And that's really admirable. Um, yeah, I, 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 like, I think, like Gabby said, like, the story... Um, Ladybird really connects, but also the story of Greta really connects. It's inspiring. It's um, real. It feels like she does feel like a real person instead of this mythological figure that we give to auteurs. Um, and I think that's just so much more personal in following a career and also watching their movies than someone who's unknowable. Mm. Absolutely. I think um, I never even considered that movies either making them or doing any sort of writing or critique or anything like that I never thought that that was an option until I saw Lady Bird and became familiar with Greta Gerwig um I had never even considered the fact that I could potentially ever make a movie myself not because like I just knew that there were too many obstacles out there for me to like try to have to overcome but just because it never crossed my mind that I could make something that resonated with people if I really wanted to. Um, because I, I don't know, I feel like the stories that attract me are the quiet ones like Lady Bird and even Little Women to an extent. Um, the, the things that are about love and sort of quiet, understated um conflict because ladybird's problems are not like world shaking they're not incredibly huge issues but they were huge to me when i when i watched the film a story about a struggle between a mother and a daughter um and i don't know the fact that greta gerwig is out there and doing good things along with every female director and writer gives me a lot of a lot of hope it's just a a lot of good feeling for Mm. for my future and for the future of 
other women and non-binary people who want to go out there and do good things with yeah. with the movie movie world. Yeah, for as for as many artists that we have now, like like they can inspire more, and we can mm-hmm. they can just grow from there. Yeah, for I think sure. they brought up a really good point about Greta not being a movie star, mm. where it's like, I feel like if I look at Jordan Peele, who made a movie called Get Out this <laughs> year, um, he had a really easy transition. In fact, like a surprisingly easy transition from actor to director just because of his goodwill from from his own show and then to get out because get out was such like a such a hit mm. and now I, I mean ladybird did very very well i mean i think it's still a24's highest grossing until maybe hereditary or um uncut gems i think yeah its biggest competitors but yeah i mean like i think greta is on her way to to maybe being like the next catherine bigelow auteur mm. I would love to love to hear more from Catherine Bigelow just in general. I want her to <laughs> come out and do something for me. Yeah. <laughs> Another Point Break, but uh, like not a remake, like Point Break adjacent. Yeah, a Point Break tone, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like something like Heartless or a... steeped in homoeroticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another... This is off topic, but have you guys seen the top, the new Top Gun trailer? Yeah. Mm. It played I, uh, before The Rise of Skywalker, which let's not talk about that. Well, um, please not. Um, <laughs> we did a three-hour episode yeah, yeah, just I'm, on it. I'm cut um, from Star Wars. <laughs> but um, the moment the I didn't, I, I was thinking in my head, like watching the trailer, I'm like, are they gonna really have the uh, volleyball, uh, volleyball beach? scene are they gonna do that again in the yeah, sequel I, mean, like, I feel like they kind of have to mm-hmm. and the moment i saw it on screen with like these chiseled abs i'm like yes <laughs> and, I'm like, and i just picture in i just picture in the writing room just them debating like i guess we have to have the volleyball scene we gotta scene. do it right we gotta i mean we kind of have to do it. It, it it's like is it i mean besides the fighter jets like this is kind of needed isn't it and they're all just like yeah, I guess we do it. All right. Yeah, Let's it feels morally it. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I feel like we're being put in a corner, but we gotta give the people what they want, and they want to see chiseled abs on a nice beach. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, I like to think about that sometimes. <laughs> it brings you a little bit of joy in this it cold, does. cold world. It quite does. <laughs> this speaking of like we were talking about like 2002. This definitely captures a period, um, and it definitely appears that's not... why she set this in 2002. I think because she of doesn't... her experience, she doesn't like to film cell phones, and this was the year before. That's cell right. Phones I heard oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's totally so right. clever. Yeah, it's tracking so devices. I mean, she's got a point. <laughs> and not only until very recently, I think, have cell phones become kind of. Like people have found a way to film them where it doesn't seem corny or like kind of hacky for plot's sake, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they make um, movies with them. They might as well figure that, that out. Is tr- that is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Bo Burnham did a great job with that in eighth yes. grade. Another one of my one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I love Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. if you're out there, I love you. Um, <laughs> with all, the, I mean, just the way that technology was utilized in that film was fabulous because it was mm. an integral plot point but yeah i totally agree and i i actually think it would have been weirder if ladybird had cell phones because yeah. it just 
I don't know, maybe I can only say that now that I've seen it and think it would be weird without him. And the fact that it didn't have cell phones led to one of the funniest jokes when um, when they're all sitting around with uh, Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to make friends with Jenna and um, uh, Julie. She's like, "Um, so you had to call your your mom. What was the emergency? What? What was the emergency that you had to call your mom? Oh, um, my grandmother is sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like that was for like the short period of time where cell phones were for emergencies only. I know. Like Julie's such a type A best friend where it's it's like, oh, what happened? I love her. God, <laughs> I to love To use the cell phone? Oh, being felt me the treasure. I yeah. love her so much. Oh, yeah. She's also yeah. incredible. You know, she's yeah. older than Sersha. Yeah. Which God. I find wild. That's yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I, I think Beanie looks so young. Yeah, she and very it's kind of like I don't like. So she was just casted recently as um for <laughs> I think a Ryan Murphy show for like covering the Clinton impeachment. She was oh yeah. Playing, uh, um, Monica I can't. Put, I, Is Milan, she yeah. Okay. She yeah. Monica. She was playing Monica Lewinsky, and I and I'm trying to think of like. I mean, Monica Lewinsky was young, like youngish during that time, but I mean, she didn't look like she was right out of high school. And for yeah. some reason, I just can't imagine Beanie like looking that old. Mm. And she's a grown ass woman, so yeah, it's it's, cra- I, it, it's crazy. It's just she does, weird. She definitely looks younger than she actually is. Yeah. I was deeply obsessed with Beanie Feldstein before I saw Lady Bird because I was I, I'm a big Broadway fan, and I was obsessed mm. with Ben Platt. Um, and they're like best friends. So I w- had gone on like an Instagram spiral of uh, Beanie's account. And I was like, I would love to hang out with her. I just want to be her friend. And then when she yeah. showed up in Ladybird, I was like, okay, I-, I I desperately want a Julie, even though I, I have a Julie <laughs> of my own. When when she's on screen, you feel like that she's your best friend. Just cause she know. has such like a welcoming presence. Yeah. Yeah. Such wholesome energy. Yeah. Oh, God. I love women. <laughs> <laughs> and I love between this and Booksmart that she's had a partner that she can like um, trade off this energy with. Yeah, I guess she's much more the lead in Booksmart, but it's it's like Caitlin Deaver serves as as sort of the calming presence to her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want I want Ronan in because I'm because speaking of an uh, actress turned director who is not that big of a movie star, Olivia Wilde. Mm, and I really want, true. I really want Ronan in a wild movie. Mm. Yeah, I really that's interesting. See collaboration, because Booksmart, I mean, Booksmart and Ladybird aren't the same. Like, um, they're just different. Mm. But the style of comedy and like interactions and uh, connection, I like friendships. I guess I really want to see in each other's movies. Like whether it be like Kate, Caitlin Deaver in a Gerwig movie. Or Ronan and Deaver and Feldstein in one movie together, or Ronan in a wild movie. I just yeah, want to see trade them off. Yeah, I yeah. just want to see it happen. I just want. I just feel like that. I feel like there's something there. There's this connection besides just being being Feldstein in both movies. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels right because they're all both like incredible, incredible young actresses who have yeah. this versatility in comedy that is incredibly engaging. Yeah, you know, Sersha wants to direct because of Greta. Me that'd too. Be so, that'd be so, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's so fucking You cool. and Sersha are, are uh, basically the same person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I think that really everyone talks about how much they, everyone who has worked with Greta has talked about how they would do anything for her, which same, and I have not obviously worked with her, but I would love to do anything for her. Um, but when Timothy Chalamet was on Fallon recently, he said that he would uh, be a tree in a Gerwig film and then dragged Scarlett Johansson, which I right. thought was yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I uh, but I think that shows just the kind of the kind of environment that she creates and the way that she really values the people that she works with, um, which in most of these cases are very young actors um, mm. as as her leads, with the exception of like Tracy Laurie Metcalf and Tracy. Yeah. Lewis. Oh, God, I love Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. Do you guys um, remember the Oscar narrative of Laurie Metcalf v. Allison Janney? Yeah. Yeah. What the? What, it's like why? two titans. Like it was because it, it was like I think that was like the most like two-headed Oscar race during 2017. It was like either Metcalf or Janney. Only one can win. Um, head to head, two mothers, both have complicated relationships with their yeah, daughters. Yeah, I think you're right. Now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, because I think Francis, Sam, and and why am I calling their first names? Um, <laughs> They're all our uh, friends. Yeah, right. They're all best friends. Uh, Gary Oldman, I think, had it locked up as well. I mean, it should have yeah. went to Timmy. Yeah, whatever. God. I'm sorry, but that, I kind of have to disagree. You I think don't think it, Timmy deserved it for Call Me By Your Name? Gary Oldman is in, in Darkest Hours is kind of right. undeniable. I don't, I don't want to get onto this, but <laughs> please. I think it would be like not giving... Day Lewis for Lincoln, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you, that's fair. You lose out Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, which is also like a big L. That just shows how good that year was, honestly. Like, you hate yeah. to see it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that was Kaluuya for for Get Out too. Like, oh man. Yeah, twenty seventeen was special, man. It's special, it really was. Yeah. I feel like we've got a great crop this year too. All things, all things considered, Joker. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not with, not with well, I mean, Like with all Oscar races, you take the good with the bad, you know. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. The um, Green Book with the Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean certainly. The Joker uh, with the um, Marriage Story. I don't know. Yeah. Wow, uh, kind of fucked that up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> And just mistime that whole thing. Yeah. That's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll breeze spots. through it. Yeah. But yeah, so like, what do you guys? Yeah, so you guys remember like the Janny Metcalf thing? Yeah. Because I remember that. I was like, because again, I was getting like, I was like, oh, Oscars, they're interesting now. And <laughs> I was thing. just like, who's gonna win? And I didn't see Itania at that point. I haven't. I guess I didn't see Itania until. God, I don't even know when. I think I saw that more recently. But I was just like, well. Why not Metcalf? Metcalf looks good. She she was great. I like her. Um, but Janny actually won, um, which you know is debatable. Mm. Yeah, I, don't I remember know. thinking that that character was just so like that whole movie is kind of heightened, but that character was just so like unsympathetic. Where I was just like, I, I feel but, nothing for this person. But she has a parrot. Jack. She yeah. does have a pair. That's true, and she has that a, makes her unique. An eye patch and a pig <laughs> leg, and, and yeah. parrot, yeah. I mean, the parrot kind of fucks. Let's be honest. Here. <laughs> let's, let's be real. The parrot 
should should have been going for best supporting actor. The I, ta- I think Itania does kind of fuck just in general. I really love Itania. Mm. Um, I think it's been a while since incredible in that movie. Yeah, Margie's Oh great. yeah, Margot's great. So fucking good. Yeah. Our best friend. Yeah, our good friend Margot. She'll be a guest <laughs> next week. Right. Yeah. We gotta down for the king. We gotta walk down for the king speech. Yeah. yeah. It's so dope that we have Margot and Sersha as like our new leaning ladies of Hollywood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like they're both under thirty. The... Margot's under thirty, right? I think so. Or no, like I... just. She looks ageless to me. Right. Honestly. Yeah. I know. Like, she's kind of perfect. You could tell me that she is twenty-one in Once Upon a Time. She's 29. Okay. So. Wow. Just perfect age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, like if I'm 20, if she's 21, I'm 29. <laughs> out of out of Jeez. all the ages, I gotta say, 29 is a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite um, one, actually. Speaking of speaking of the cast, I think we should go into the uh, the supporting uh, the supporting cast. Yes. Like Timothy Chalamet, who we've previously previously mentioned. Timmy. Was this all of our first exposure to Timmy? Yeah, um, I don't know when I saw Call You My because that was the same year. Because yeah. my first exposure was Interstellar. Oh yeah, yeah. Playing young Casey Affleck, which I didn't makes know no sense. who he was. I was like, that's a small scrawny. Yeah, it's a very he's small still role. A small scrawny boy. Yeah. But now he's got millions of dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's now he's just like a small scrawny boy that we all love. You know? Yeah, exactly. A small scrawny boy that has uh, made his way into my heart. Uh, and I think I also most, saw like, him first... in. Go ahead. I think I also saw him in Miss Stevens as well. Miss Stevens, okay. Which is fine. It's a fine movie. Is that the one that Ansel Elgort's in? No, that's uh, Men, What's Women, the one? Children. Men, Women, and Children. Okay. Yeah, which I have not seen. Is that the Jason Reitman movie? Yes, no, I think so. Labor Day with Sandman. Oh, that's Sam Mendes. No, Sandman. Adam Sandler is in Men, Women, Children, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait, no, right? It's all Men. in the same family. Men, Women, and Children is Reitman. Reitman. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, Caitlin. Because I remember there was this clip that went viral a little bit, a little while ago that. It was like Ansel Elgort and Timothy Chalamet. They got into an argument in the cafeteria, and it ended up into like a fist fight. It was, it was weird. It felt like a dream. It was, it was <laughs> like, why are these two people on screen together? That it's like the movie was, that was never like a thing. Yeah. So it was just weird that they were on screen. Yeah, it's based off a book, if I remember correctly. And I think I wanted to read the book because um, this is I. Stevens. No, um, men, women, and children. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't for some reason. That was a stupid story. I don't know why I just told that. That <laughs> was me wanting to do something and we not. We almost got there. Yeah. Well, almost. <clears throat> um, anyway, Timothy, good boy, good in mm. Lady Bird. Love him very much. He's like the yeah, best version I, of this character, mm-hmm. of what this character could have been. Like, you, like, he. It's kind of like, um, I saw someone say this about Brad Pitt once upon a time. Timothy understands Kyle maybe even more than Greta understands Kyle. (laughs) Like, he just, he's been around, I forget where Timothy grew up. I think in in New York somewhere. In New York, okay. But it's like, you can kind of get the sense that he knows many Kyles just as much as Greta and the audience knows many Kyles. On some level, I think Timmy is a Kyle. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, like he could have been a Kyle. Um, 
Yeah, like it just like the douchey, smarmy kind of kind of guy who who's like, listen, like like the cigarettes are kind of toxic, but I'm gonna smoke them anyway. It's like we're all gonna die. I think we're. Just, it's like I, I don't know. He's just kind of like um like a sad boy, but he's he's also, he also kind of like, hot, so you want to be around yeah. him. <laughs> Exactly. He sounds like so exhausted of being so hot. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's the government, man. He's so I'm tired. So tired of... of being so hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I saw. What did I see first? I, this is I saw by Call Me name By Your Name. Yeah. First, okay. I saw Call Me By Your Name for, before. Mm. Was this like all in the same time for all of us? Yeah, just about. Yeah. I saw I mean, Call Me By Your like, Name. I just looked it up. I saw Call Me By Your Name in January. I saw Lady Bird in February. Okay, yeah. see, I was flipped. I saw Lady Bird in January and Call Me By Your Name in February, which one of my controversial controversial takes is that I did not like Call Me By Your Name when I first yeah, saw it. Yeah, I think I remember you mentioning that in the Social Network episode. Yeah, it's grown on me. It's grown okay. on me. Yeah, it's I taken think a couple was kind of like that with a, with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, Guadagnino is kind of polarizing in that sense. Mm. Yeah. Has it grown on you like a peach? <sighs> I, <laughs> I wish I could go back 15 seconds to before that happened. Right. No. <laughs> I wish kidding. I could grow back many months before this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, it took me a couple watches, and then I... Uh, it's still, like, not my favorite. It's not my favorite of 2017, but yeah. I, I, I can find it's... You've grown more respect for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, like... Regardless of what you thought of the movie, there's no denying the range that oh, he yeah. displayed with Elio and then with Kyle. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just like seeing a star being born. <laughs> that came out weird. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Another guy who's too hot, so exhausted from being too hot, Jackson oh, Maine. Yeah. I know. Jack. You're ugly. It is hard keeping it so hardcore. Really, I need you to, you know, stop doing what you're doing. (laughs) God. Um, Since we're doing hot takes right now about Timothy Chalamet, Lucas (laughs) had... T-shirt idea. Hot takes about Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) I like that, too. Coming to Uh, T-shirt. I like... I uh, I have a special place in my heart for Lucas Hedges. Mm. Yeah. Another very good boy. My goal is to be him in life. I, I just want him. I just want to be him. He just seems yeah. like the perfect thing. He's nice. He's not that bad. He, he's pretty. He's okay. Look, I mean, he's good looking. He's not like you ran smolder. the gamut there for a second. Yeah, he's not. He's not like a smoldering piece of like you know like. He's no Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Exactly. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But like, <clears throat> and I think I kind of think Lucas Hedges might be a better actor than Timothy. And I think he's oh. great, but Lucas has had such a has such has had such consistency. And he's always been good. He's always standard. Mm. Like, yeah. I will put his role uh, in Manchester by the Sea against Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name any day of the week. I think... Interesting. I think Lucas is a phenomenal actor. And I've and he's had also, quietly, the best decade out of everyone. I think you're right. Yeah. No, literally. It's, been a, it's like... been a minute since I've seen Manchester. Mm. I'll have to revisit if I want to agree with that take. But, he has, <laughs> but Danny has one of my favorite lines. I'm Irish Catholic. It's tough to not to find someone that's not my sister or something like yeah, that. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's funny. He has oh, bits. He has a, probably God. a good type. Danny thought. is. <laughs> um, yeah, like he uh, he sings "Being Alive," a connection to yeah. marriage story. Yeah. Um, for his audition. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wrote love, that down in my notes. I love that Lady Bird tells him literally, like, they're on the other side of the tracks. Like, it's not a metaphor. I know. Every <laughs> time she says something like that, I just want to yeah. be like, why? <laughs> but also, like, I can't even, I can't be mad. <laughs> Listen to this decade he's had. In 2012, he was in Moonrise Kingdom playing the asshole kid. Um, right. That was his first role with. Yeah, as the asshole right. kid. Yeah. Um, sure. No, actually, he was in this movie called Dan in real life in 2007. But I guess I think that's like the more notable role is um, Moonrise. Uh, he was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was. I'm skipping some that I don't find to be notable. Um, then he was in Manchester. Then he was in Lady Bird. Then he was in Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Then he was in Boy Erased. Ben, back in this, ben is back in the same year. Which was confusing for all of us. Which doesn't uh, exist. Mid nineties, Honey Boy and Waves. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's actually all of those like critical or Oscar Oscar buzz type movies. That in twenty twenty he's, he's all... locked in A twenty four's basement. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Struggling to get out. Yeah. He's just thrown cigarettes on LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> LaCroix specifically. Oh my <laughs> No, he uh, is. He does look he like the boy great. who would drink LaCroix. <laughs> the LaCroix boy. LaCroix yeah. boy. <laughs> We're just full of good t shirt ideas right now. I think that would also be great. <laughs> well, it's like LaCroix boy, but with Lucas Hedges' face on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think he was. I think he's great in Ladybird. Um, the scene where he, after. After Ladybird finds him in the uh, bathroom with another young man. Um, spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really do spoiler sections. Okay, solid. It's okay. Good. Uh, okay, good. Um, and then he comes to visit her at work and he just like throws his arms around her and cries. I was like, ah, oh, ouch. It's really good stuff. Such <laughs> that, a good scene. That yeah. fucking hurt my heart. <laughs> so good. I love yeah. him. Yeah. He's a nice yeah. boy and I want to be with him. Yeah. And it's not like Greta lingers on that much. I mean, I think because you have all those scenes with uh, Lady Bird and Danny before that, it has it has a bigger impact rather than maybe the reverse, mm-hmm. where it's like, um, it could have. I mean, I don't want to rewrite the movie <laughs> because it doesn't need to be rewritten, but I think it just it was just really well handled. Yeah. Yeah. Just structurally too. It doesn't get enough credit for its structure, like um, how it's not like Lady Bird has one boyfriend. She goes from Danny to Kyle, and um, um, Lady Bird's mom is kind of confused which ones she's still with. Like, right. And if she's even dating Kyle, if her and Danny were even together, like, it's, who is she taking to prom again? <laughs> Kyle yeah. isn't the guy that's going to that's gonna honk, and Tracy Letts is like, are you going to really get into cart with some that honks? And and it's like that's the point of senior year. Like you don't you don't really want to stick with, or at least Lady Bird doesn't want to stick with the same guy. And she's not the kind of person that would be content with having just one person because she's her. She tries to make her own in just one like three month period. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I do think it's. Uh, I feel like movies that are set during like the last semester of senior year of high school are some of my favorites because it's just like shenanigans like constantly with varying degrees of like turmoil um and I think there was like no other time for Lady Bird to be set uh and yeah I don't know there's something about the the 
jump between Danny and Kyle that just shows, at least for me, like the, the turmoil of wanting to grow up but being afraid to at the same time because when she's yeah. with Kyle, she realizes that that's not what that's not what she wants on some level. She wants someone who will like treat her with a semblance of respect. Um, and that again, I think that goes uh, from jumping from trying to grow up in a in a too short amount of time because um, you, your brain's not done cooking when you're mm-hmm. eighteen. Yeah, I think that's. That I think that's something that Greta tries to make a point of. Mm-hmm. Lady Bird my is, is brain in... is still cooking, by the way. I'm, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm, my brain's not done cooking. Neither yeah. is mine. Yeah. It is one we... brain cell out there. <laughs> Do we have a timer on, or are we just going to let it let it go? We don't really know when it's done. <laughs> um, when you start to smell burning. Right, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if it's like smoke, smoke starts coming yeah. out of your head, I think yeah. that's like, oh, it's done. <laughs> yeah. Um. But Lady Bird is is someone that tries to just play something by the fly, and I think that's that's how her and Julie try to drift apart. Like she just she wants to fit in, but she also wants to be her own person, and those two ideas are like fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's hard because I think again I'm gonna make this about me again. Um, watching this in a transitory period of my life, from going from my senior year of high school where nothing happened to me like like my senior year was nothing exciting compared to compared to ladybirds but going from that into my freshman year of college i was really grappling with uh newfound independence trying to figure out what it was like to have to be sort of responsible for yourself and growing up at the same time desperately wanting something wanting to live through something as Lady Bird said and I did end up living through something when my mom got cancer um but it's not necessarily it's not what I wanted um not not the living through something that I would have chosen for myself um but seeing Lady Bird reflected feeling a lot of the tumultuous feelings uh having a lot of the same passion that I did it it felt in many ways like looking in a mirror because I had never I'd never seen such a flawed female character that I could relate to in that way, which was very special to me. Yeah, it's, and I think, I mean, the reason why, you know, we keep talking about how great Greta is and how inspiring she is and how, you know, we just sort we're just at the altar of praising Greta, but it's also like, there's not, it, it says something of how you haven't, Oh, Gabby, you said you had you didn't see like necessarily a, a female character with like that's so complicated or layered starring in a movie like this, and that's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in a sense of like you should have seen it probably like you should have seen a movie before that that had that, but unfortunately, Hollywood was is hasn't has had a shitty history of being interested in making those kind of movies, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know now we're kind of, I mean, I don't. It's always hard. I, I always have a hard time saying, well, now we're changing because I feel like in a sense we are, but there's always but there's always roadblocks that are not changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like there are these movies like like we talked about eighth grade. Um, even Booksmart is definitely a great coming of age movie. Um, it, we are getting these movies now. And there's a reason why they're great, because Columbus, people have been waiting. Yeah. to t- Exactly. There's been a reason why we've been 
people have been wanting to tell these stories for a long time and they just haven't really had the chance to and now they can and they resonate and they're also extremely well done um it's good to see and ladybird yeah. i don't think ladybird's necessarily the pioneer of that but it mm. definitely like it paved the cemented way. it into yeah. yeah exactly it cemented it into the idea of it being like of these movies existing and of these movies being uh have being um recognized and having attention paid to them um and that, again this movie is just special for so many reasons um directorial debut the cast um the story what it means um the time it was released it has this i don't know i feel like everyone can just get on board with the idea that Lady Bird is a special movie even if maybe you don't love it it is mm. special in its mm. like existence yeah, yeah just like absolutely. a perfect little thing it's a true gem sincerely. yeah yeah do so I remember this I remember the story again around award season um that Sam Levy the cinematographer came up to Greta Gerwig and he was like you know not all sets are going to be this special and she's like I know <laughs> so it's kind of like she she was in the process of making this while also knowing the feeling that this isn't always going to be this way. <clears throat> and we'll get to this in the future, but late Little Women, which we all just saw, proves that Little Women, I mean, Lady Bird, wasn't just a passion project that she mm-hmm. just needed to say. You know, like, she can handle bigger budgets. She can handle Meryl Streep's and Laura Dern's of the world. And I don't know, since... She's not going to be overwhelmed and it's not going to break her budgetary. I mean, it's just going to be like more resources and tools to use. It's not going to be um, something that that she's just like going to be unfamiliar with and give up. Yeah. She's not going to bankrupt Sony. You know, it's like, right. I don't know. She's not going to like Francis Ford Coppola, a studio. Yeah. yeah. Well, she it, like. Let's be honest, if Francis Ford Coppola was a woman, he would not have worked after Apocalypse Now. Mm. If, um, the same Tom can be said for so many. <laughs> if Seriously. Was, if Tom Hooper was a woman and made cats, you know, he'd be in jail. I can't. He's, <laughs> like, he needs to be tried for his crimes. Because that's it's inexcusable. What he him, and, him and Chris Terrio should, should be in prison. God, impressive. we yeah. just had a long rant about Chris Terry. Let's not get back into this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he he somehow holds the secret of life, and I need to find out how. Chris <laughs> Terry is my white whale. I, I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. We're talking about Lady. I know. I know. I'm Please. sorry, but don't soil this. I, I think about Chris Terry a lot. <laughs> uh. Um, but let's talk about some of the cast because I think mm. it just has. You know, talk about Beanie Feldstein, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Chalamet, um, Laurie Metcalf yeah. is so extraordinary in this movie. I mean, she did she deserved the Oscar. I like Janie and I Tanya, but Metcalf was, was something uh, special. Oh yeah, Wait, who else was nominated? Um, I, I I love how I didn't even think of the name, but I thought of the line like I'm gonna go right through you, um, from Phantom Thread. His sister. Oh right. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just Leslie gonna Mandel. go right through you. Yeah. I forgot. Les- that was such a surprise. Mm. Yeah. Mm, definitely. I mean, Phantom um, Thread's entire like slew of nominations was such a surprise. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm looking God. it up now, Vamp. The the glee I had when PTA was nominated was like. Ugh. 
Who, um, who won that year? I honestly don't remember. For what? Janny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was a stupid thing to ask. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, psych. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. Mary J. Blige for Mud. Mary for J. Mudbound. Blige for Mudbound, right? Uh, Lori, Leslie Manfield, Lori Metcalf, Allison Janney, and the last one. I don't know why she. I mean, I like her in it, but like Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Right. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I, I like Octavia Spencer. I love it's that. Kind movie. Of, it's kind of. It's not like the most fleshed out character. No, exactly. And I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, mm. know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I uh, Richard but, Jenkins over uh, Sam Rockwell, though. Erasure. I genuinely forget everything about award season immediately after it happens because it's right. such like it's like a traumatic experience that's <laughs> the one the healthiest way to do it yeah like, i'm alive for like a month and then yeah. i'm like let's never think about this ever again the 2020 season is going to be even more stressful because it's earlier this year it's going to be in early february as part as opposed to late february mm-hmm. so like january is just going to be like packed with like guild shows and globes and like, it's good it's like yeah, it's gonna be really stressful. We're gonna I die. I can't. Yeah, yeah. It's not fun anymore. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> North Korea is gonna come in and like before any of this happens, just the world's gonna be on fire. Yeah, which like Clay and I whatever. were talking about this yesterday. Like some bullshit that will pull is like Todd Phillips and Jay Roach get in and like, I, Greta you, and Noah. You said that. I did not say that. <laughs> well, no. I mean that's that's legit worst case scenario. I mean that's they totally do that. It's, I'm not saying I want it to happen, but it could. It's very No, I mean, you, we all know you love Joker and you love Todd Phillips. So, <laughs> right, right, know, right, yeah. You, like, you're like a huge Joker fan. Joker over stan. Yeah. Yeah. Joker Hangover stan. trilogy is my not, shit, yeah. That should not be a sentence. I'm a Joker stan. <laughs> too many. Just, oh, like, like Kyle's, there are too many Joker stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Kyle? Not enough Dannys. Would Kyle like Joker? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, all totally. about, like, we live in a society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kyle, would, Kyle would be like, yeah, man. Like, but I feel like Kyle wouldn't Joker's go to the movies sick. because yeah. they would, like, I don't know, it's too corporate for him to... Or, yeah, <laughs> it corporate, would melt yeah. his brain. Yeah. yeah. The, the tracking devices get, like, transmitted through sound waves as you're sitting in the theater. Kyle, what do you think of Joker? It's teletype. <laughs> yeah, it's teletype. Do we think this is the most quotable movie of the decade? Thank or you. One I of... wanted to say yeah. it's so oh, yeah. quotable. Do we, like, I have like most... so many quotes written down in my notes. So it's, it's like a perfect script. It's... I went I went through a phase after seeing Lady Bird where I tried to say that things were hella tight, like unironically, <laughs> until my friends were like, I need you to stop. And I was yeah, like, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Fucking quit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's, yeah, it's so many good quotes. Yeah. Full of chock full of good like one liners that aren't yeah. shitty. Can I go through some of them? Yes, please. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. I, I listen. We could do this for two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't be a Republican is a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's how I try to live my life. No offense to any Republicans listening. Um, six inches for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Right. As, one, as someone, <laughs> as Gabby and I went to Catholic schools, I think we can all we can relate to that. Oh yeah. It's. <laughs> One of my, I love how I just writ the sentence is written to my phone. It is normal not to touch a penis. <laughs> Who said that? Um, Greta. Or not Greta, sorry. Oh my god. Uh, like, Lady Bird. Oh, 
okay. When? I honestly, I don't remember that. I think they were talking about, I think he, she was talking about sex with Julie. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Is that the when they Midwest... had the communion wafers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Midwest of California. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, I really, the only I really thing like exciting about 2002 is that it's a palindrome. That's a personal favorite. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I really like dry humping much more. That was great. <laughs> um, I don't know why I have this one listed down. Is it too pink? Is that? I is forget that, why I listed that down. That's about oh, the that, dress, right? The dress, right. Exactly, yeah. Why was that the, notable? The thrift store? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Why? Okay. I, <laughs> I, see, I, saw, I saw this movie two weeks ago to because um, we had to reschedule, so I'm just going off of, what did what were you thinking, Cole? Um <laughs> The most notable, of course, or oh no, I'll do one more. Um, oh fuck, is one of my favorites, I, and you guys won't know what it is necessarily just from that. But so like it's at so it's at the dinner table after the graduation. Lucas Hedges comes up, um, yeah, and says, yeah, "Hey, yeah. how's it going?" And he list. mentions he mentions like, "Oh, you know, you're on the wait list." And Tracy Lutz, the great Tracy Lutz, the fucking amazing <laughs> Tracy Lutz, has this. He's just eating something, and he hears that he's like. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's just like the most <laughs> casual tone. He just knows yeah. that like he has to have this huge fight with his wife now. He's like, yeah. he just, oh my god, I'm just dying thinking about it. He's like, oh fuck. Tracy Lutz um, is such is such a revelation. He really yeah. is. Like when it when his reaction when him and um his son are going after the same job because he got fired um is like so jet like it's not like a freak out moment like it so could have easily been. Like, he's just so supportive and, and glad that his son is going out there and trying to achieve something yeah. greater than the shopping, that's the shop, the supermarket. supermarket. Yeah, he, like, straightens his tie. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Looks tender. like we're going to the same position. Oh, God. Let's go and get a big bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for them. Yeah. He's so good. He... Yeah. Metcalf low is key, great, but... Low-key could have gotten supporting actor. Thank you. I was actually yeah. thinking of this. I think... I, on, I I thought of this. Him and Stuhlbarg that year have not necessarily the same role, but those like really supportive, kind dads who have this wisdom to them. And I would I would love it if they were both nominated. Stuhlbarg for um Kyle Bloomberg, your name. That I'm could have so been like sick another of, narrative. Yeah. I'm so sick of kind dads not getting the nomination. Like Josh Hamilton for eighth grade. Mm. I, I mean Give res- give some respect to to good dads. I would love to see it. There's not enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Ethan uh, Hawke in Boyhood. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he nominated? No, Patricia Arquette won, but I think that was like Boyhood's only nomination. Really? Or like only acting nomination, I think. Okay, I was gonna say. Maybe got it um, for screenplay. Who was nominated in 2017 for Best Supporting Actor? Uh. It's all a blur. Woody. It was Woody. Sam. Oh, wait. Richard. Stuhlbarg <laughs> These are just wasn't. Stuhlbarg <laughs> wasn't nominated that year. No. Yeah. No. That was a what big. What the fuck myth. is wrong yeah. with people? Yeah. Rockwell um, for Rockwell. three billboards. Harrelson for three billboards. Defoe for Florida Project. Defoe Jenkins for, for Shape oh, yeah. of Water and Plummer for All the Money in the World. I forgot about Weird. that. Weird. Weird. It is weird. Plummer. Did they give it to Plummer just because, like, hey, you're not Kevin Spacey? The accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. 
Like, Maybe. we two just happened at that point. You were a different person from Kevin Spacey, so here is your award. I mean, like, honestly, I, I kind of don't blame him. But at the same time, I'm not sure how good Christopher Plummer was to receive a nomination. Like, if you're thinking in that logic, I can't deny it. Yeah, I, I, some part of me wonders if it wasn't just because, like, he's Christopher Plummer. Um, oh, it's definitely. He's, like, <laughs> kind of an icon. Um, but... Yeah, the fact that Stolberg wasn't nominated is kind of an atrocity because he's fabulous. They really had a hard on for three billboards, didn't they? Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, why? I mean, I like that movie. I know that's like super controversial. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I know there's a lot of discourse around it, but I we'll like that movie. It. But there's no, there's no reason Harrelson should be nominated for that movie. Yeah, he like. Yeah. You can make an argument for Rockwell. Like, I'll hear it because he has a lot of, he has a big role in that movie. Mm. He it's has a very an, complex role. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and whether you agree with the arc or not, I understand, but he does have a lot of screen time. He's a good actor. He has good writing. Um, I get that. But Harrelson over Stuhlbarg or Letts is criminal. Yeah. Sam so Rockwell stopped playing racist challenge he really should <laughs> he didn't he play he played one in like the best of enemies or whatever or not the best of enemies but there's new movie with Taraji b henson where he plays another racist oh uh, yeah over like this over like school segregation or whatever yeah what was that it's just like he can't stop jojo yeah. that movie um yeah. vice and vice. uh three billboards He's got to stop. He's got to stop. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor. Like, do a moon, bro. Like, you're a great <laughs> moon. Or do the way, the way, way back. Seven psychopaths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, oh, oh, my boy. gosh. So seven. So funny. Um, But, yeah. I think Tracy Letts should totally have gotten in. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason. Yeah. And, I it's, and it's not, it's not, it's not like, they still could have easily got him in. And it's more tragic that this movie went home empty-handed. Yeah. It, it's like, they couldn't have given him one Oscar. It's not like the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was almost going to go home empty-handed. It should have won for best screenplay, because I just, yeah. like, feel like that's such a But also, it was just... competing against Get Out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't do it then. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Greta Ger- <laughs> uh, Lady Bird was adapted. Wait, what? I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess now that I'm thinking about it, what could have you given it to? Because it was in director, actor, a- I mean, director, act, actress, supporting actress, screenplay. And I think that both acting were locked up. Mm-hmm. Guillermo felt like it was his year. Yeah, tough, tough, tough luck. Not what you yeah, want to see. That is a bummer. But I don't know. Part of the, I think the fact that it was not awarded in all those categories makes it even more special to me and Um, it has at least some recognition yeah and it was kind of an underdog in a lot of ways a story about a a young woman by a young woman I guess I mean she's a normal aged woman (laughs) what's a normal age for women Um, also Saoirse is in this weird spot and I think I'll even say Florence Pugh and um like Timmy to like they're in this weird age they can play both high schoolers and um 
like like people that live on their own i guess like um, yeah adults young adults like, that are, yeah. are out of of school um and yeah it's it's it kind of shows their their range and abilities yeah I think having Florence Pugh play like a twelve-year-old in Little Women was a little jarring, <laughs> but I think she managed the to pull helped. it off. The bangs helped. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and it helps that she's got kind of a young face. Um, yeah, yeah. But and she was fantastic, like phenomenal. Um, I know she it's had not, an incredible year. Yeah, it's not news to say that Florence Pugh is excellent. <laughs> right, but, this isn't a take. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. She's, yeah. she's yeah. wonderful. Um, and the fact that I have loved Little Women, the novel, for since I was a, a kid, um, mm. and like everyone else in the world, again, not a take. I don't like Amy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I, I hear Amy. I hear Amy's the worst in the book, and I keep hearing that, and like how the movies actually makes her a little more fleshed out. Yeah. Obviously, this isn't a Little Women episode, but just one quick thing is like. I think Clay might be coming at this from a similar perspective. I didn't know anything mm. about Little Women until I saw this adaptation. I thought and they were Amy, little. <laughs> I thought there was just stop motion. Yeah. Um, I and Amy ended up being my favorite March sister. Yeah. And that's that's hysterical that that she's notoriously hated. No. Um, yeah. Or maybe not hated, but no not hate. As well. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just thought Florence injected so much life and personality because um like she would just run hot and cold all throughout her childhood and then like you have the same personality into adulthood but then it's injected with more maturity and ah, man it's yeah it's great stuff it's good stuff yeah the the thing about the the novel is that all of the things in the in this most recent film adaptation that people find like endearing or charming so like her vanity her um like her love of the material and wanting to be a famous artist stuff like that in the in the novel it's seen as that as frivolous and vain um, and she's very flighty. And when she burns Joe's manuscript, it's like a much, it's a, it's a huge deal. Um, the book is also like the size of a brick. It's like a tome. Um, so there's a lot more time devoted to those sorts of things. And when I first read it as when I was younger, um, probably like in my, I don't know, elementary, middle school, um, it was unthinkable that Amy ended up with Lori and not Joe. Now I have a different different tune, but it was right. I mean it just didn't seem fair because Amy was the worst and Joe was the best in the, when I first read it. Um but it's okay. We all Lori's kind of the worst. Yeah. I feel like Lori's yeah. kind of the worst. Everyone I saw a tweet the other day that was talking about or maybe it was this morning that was talking about how, like, there's no, like, designated slutty sister uh, in Little Women. And someone was like, it's Lori. Like, Lori is the... Oh, yeah. Oh, the... yeah. <laughs> Which... He's a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one else could have played him. Like, oh, no. One. I remember I saw a tweet that said that um, they were complaining Lori didn't have a scene with Beth. He has, a, he has like, a moment with every other March sister. So that's I... best character. Yeah. Beth is shy. She doesn't really want that interaction. And he danced with her at um, Meg's wedding, I think. Or I made that up. 
it's been no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're okay. Right, you're right. Okay. Um, but uh, Tracy Letts, um, because yeah. I can't, I can never stop thinking about Tracy Letts. Um, <laughs> speaking of Stuhlbarg, he should be in a buddy comedy with Stuhlbarg. Oh yeah. Tracy Letts and uh, Michael Stuhlbarg, that would just be great. Or maybe um, a little like in a Two Popes esque. Yeah. Kind of dramedy. Yeah, that would be awesome. Where it's like just those two hanging out. Yeah. Like there's yeah. not even like an action thriller. It's just those two kind of at a diner. I don't know. What about Three Popes, but with Richard Jenkins added? I would like to see it. Yes. I would like to see it. Yes. It should be like Richard that, Jenkins. Um, that like tea with the dames thing, only with these three older gentlemen. <laughs> Jenkins British? I don't know. Oh, no. no. Okay. He's a he's no, a T-Rex. That's what he is. <laughs> the Step Brothers reference. No. no. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um. But I love Let's in the scene when I loved I love him in two scenes when he's in the bathroom before he met Cap by by themselves, which for some reason I wrote down relationship goals when I saw them <laughs> just sitting and like she was reading the newspaper sitting on the toilet and like she he was just like doing something random they were having this kind of like nice conversation i'm like god i want that in my life yeah um yeah, yeah, and yeah. also his scene talking to uh lady bird after um after like she's asking her are they going to get divorced and yeah, he's like uh, he's like we're, we don't have enough money to get divorced yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's he so good in that again oh man god i want him to be my dad yeah, Grace <laughs> Celeste is a, like a great dad character. He's just oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that man. I just Did I can't say anything. But um, oh, I got plenty. Uh, St- Stephen McKinley Henderson. Yeah, like the priest. What a fucking <laughs> oh, awesome yeah. dude. He kills it in this. Why movie. is your he name has, in like, quotes? Yeah, <laughs> he kills it in this movie with like five fucking scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I love how the coach has to take over for him. <laughs> oh, God, it's that's such so a good funny. bit. Oh, it's so such funny. a good bit. It's so... <laughs> we're going to attack it from this angle, and, you know, you're going to do a slant right here, and then you're going to do a cross. When is intermission? <laughs> okay, so let's focus on that later. Let's... <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. So good. Um, I don't... Um... Oh, the mo- I think the biggest quote here is um the most... Like, the most notable quote is and i think people have talked about it a lot uh don't you think that uh don't you think that maybe they're the same love and attention mm, yeah that's so fucking profound yeah there's so much juxtaposition i feel and i know that i'm going back to little women because i just saw it um but there's a lot of juxtaposition between a lot of what Lady Bird says and a lot of what joe says joe has this big monologue about how um she wants to be loved but she's so lonely and um how she wants to she wants to be loved without really actually having to do the loving her like itself um which i found to be very similar to a lot of ladybird's sort of desire to be wanted and known but struggling to to feel as though she has people in her life that that want her and know her. Yeah. I, I think it's also like both of them are at this point in their lives where they have to decide how truly like independent do they want to be? And I know that sounds kind of weird because like 
you would think, yeah, like, what, what do I do? What do I, people usually think those big decisions are like, what do I want to do with my career? Uh, what are my ultimate goals? Like, um, where do I want to live? That kind of stuff. But I think independence is key is in like, do you want to be someone who has to have the support system everywhere they go? Or do you want to be someone who can like come in and out and find their own way in the world? Mm. Um, and I think, and like, Lady Bird has to figure that out, like when she she's in New York, and Joe has to figure that out when she is in New York. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like, do they want to, do they want to accept others in, or do they want to try to like forge their own path? Do they want to be with someone, or do they want to, um, do they want to take on the world by themselves? It's yeah. um, it's an important decision, and. I mean, a lot of people still are making them. I'm making that decision right now, and yeah. it's hard because it's scary. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the but like Lady Bird, the difference is like she just wants to take it on right now. She can't mm-hmm. wait. Same thing with Joe, actually. And it's I'm totally different, but it is like it is something to um, consider. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's really important to take note that. Uh, Lady Christy McPherson and Joe March could so easily end up with uh, uh, Kyle and Laurie. Like yeah. And the fact that they don't is really, it's really important. Just like, they don't want to sacrifice themselves for another guy just because it is the quote-unquote right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's it could seem like the right thing to do in the moment. But like thinking long-term that's it's like he's only he's not, he's not gonna give you what you want i think maybe right. kyle less so than laurie <laughs> yeah i feel like kyle wouldn't be able to uh yeah. offer you anything except um <laughs> like a nicotine addiction <laughs> and a healthy distrust for the government <laughs> which yeah. is fair um but yeah I, I think offering offering those to other people that would that need that companionship like jenna and amy Mm-hmm. I think I think that makes it that's something to consider too. They're both yeah. played by Shalom. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how aware Greta was of the connections between both movies, but there is definitely connections. And there's like a you know a spirit. It's you know some people love to use the word spiritual sequel. Um, and I don't know if maybe if that I don't necessarily know if that pertains here. Maybe it's a spiritual pe- prequel. Um, but yeah. I do I do think um, there's this connection and theme and commentary and relationships that I do find really interesting. I am certain that Greta found her De Niro with Sertia. Oh yeah. Like like no, seeing no them work together on Little Women, and and revisiting this, I. I don't know. There's something. There's something really, really special there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told the story. I remember that's the story of how and she's told this like a million times. But Greta w- was working on this before she even wrote L- Lady Bird, mm-hmm. Little Women, and uh, Sersha found out that she was supposed to write and direct Lady Bird. And at the premiere of uh, Lady Bird, she came up to Greta and she was like, "I know you're writing Little Women." And I'm going. I am Joe March. Like, yeah. I am going to be this character, and and it's like, oh, well, I haven't even. I've only just begun. It's like, yeah, okay, but you're not going to cast me. Like, I am going to. Be, <laughs> I'm like inviting myself into your project. I don't know. That's that's a collaboration you don't really see that often. 
Yeah, yeah. and I, I think she was perfect for it, too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think everyone was... It's a very modern kind of spunk and attitude she brought. Yeah, day. yeah. It didn't feel like, obviously, it was not like a modern remake um, by mm. any means, um, but some of the, the way that the sisters spoke to each other, the dialogue, and there's been a lot of discussion about the screenplay and how it was written with such care um but it didn't it never felt like it just didn't feel old like the older versions of little women uh the winona Ryder and christian bale uh version from i think that was like 93 something like that 94 94 yeah, yeah yeah um it it just feels different because you can tell that there's like some sort of dedication um, to making everyone sound and talk like they're in the 1800s, and I it didn't it didn't feel like that to me, which I preferred in the in Greta's version. Bale um, also, I mean, Chalmay also has real Bale energy and oh like, yeah, yeah, Bale energy. like he's really like you could tell he took influence from yeah. the performance. Yeah, he was great. I really, I went to go see it with my mom yesterday, and as we were leaving the theater, she was like, "That Timothy fellow, he he really did a good job." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, he did." Timmy, good old Timmy. Timmy. Oh. Um, I have some random questions mm. for yeah. you guys. Um, are they related to uh, Lady Bird, or is this like no, no, no Lady Bird, completely different? Okay. <laughs> have you ever listened to an audiobook in the car? Yeah. Uh, like on a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that too. I I was um so with my best friend in California, I was there for like my birthday. Um and uh I was a huge NBA fan and so my best friend's dad got us Laker tickets. And so he was in Southern California and um it's different and we had to, it, LA was like 2 hours or 3 hours away. I think even maybe more. Um and we had to drive drive there and we had this nice audiobook i think the book's called flush or something mm-hmm. it's like this like mystery and we just listened to it in the car and like watching like on the way to one of like my most anticipated events ever i always remember that it's always nice we're just listening to this book and we're just in the car in silence just like having a shared experience clay have you read bill simmons's book i think you'd like this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, if you hadn't I, heard of him before. Too. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, you, so you both did. Um, you both were in um, a religious school. I was in a Catholic middle school. Yeah, I went to regular public uh, public school during like for all of my elementary, middle, and high school years. But I was uh, in Catholic like. <sighs> trying to decide how deep I want to get into get into this but in elementary school I did two nights a week at like a catholic it was called ccd um which Mm -hmm. was like learning about catholicism and then in middle school through high school I was very deeply entrenched uh in my church's youth group like I would spend close to six hours a week doing uh, like helping with services and then mm-hmm. ministering to younger people, um, which mm-hmm. was an experience. Um, so I was I was like entrenched in the more not in the uh, 
education side of it really because I didn't have like I wasn't taught by nuns or anything like that but I was in the in the uh, trenches in a different way you didn't have a sister Mary no I didn't I did go to St. Mary Magdalene though that was my church so (laughs) a Mary was there in spirit (laughs) (laughs) I love that moment when she's trying to make friends with Jenna and she's like she's a cunt (laughs) I I know (laughs) I know But Chris, no, Lady Bird, comes you love her. Nowhere. No, she's a kind. Yeah, yeah. Ladybird, you love her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> so so aggressive. Uh, I love her, but you know she's you know. Um, yeah. The yeah, I oh, know yeah. I love her, but she's a kind. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the jo- the joke with um how she actually thought like the just married thing was funny. I was yeah, like, right. that's good writing. Yeah, yeah, of course you would find it that's... funny. It's funny. Yeah. 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 Um. I my note my note says the only way you can make high school worse is to add religion. Uh, <laughs> that's my personal point of view. Yeah. Um. Do you guys know who Catherine Newton is? She's this act. She's an actress. She plays this random, like Julie's kind of best friend at one point after Lady Bird ditched her. Mm-hmm. She's great. She yeah. was in Blockers. If you guys have seen Blockers. Oh, I hadn't. No, I, I haven't. Blockers, Blockers is good. She's really good. She's also, um, I'm a Supernatural fan, the TV show, and she's oh, really yeah. good at that. Yeah, mm. when I, I'm not trying to expose myself, but I watched Supernatural for many, many years. Um, when, when was she on the show? Well, she played uh, Castiel's, um, so Castiel's vessel, Jimmy Novak's daughter. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. That's some repressed uh, memories coming back. Right. My, my subconscious. My my dog is named Cass. I named <laughs> I my dog love Cass. That. <laughs> That's actually very cute. Isn't she in um, Big Little Lies as well? I think so. Actually, doesn't she play um, Reese Witherspoon's older daughter? Oh, that's her. I would believe it. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. I I think I I really I'm really looking forward to the future of her career. Like she was in Detective Pikachu. Um, she was in three billboards. She played the um, on Francis McDormand's unfortunate daughter. Oh. Yikes! <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, and she had spoiler, a great spoilers for three billboards. Yeah, facts. She was also uh, a little woman, and she was she played Amy in the remake last year with Maya Hawk oh. that no one saw yeah, except for me well, because wait. I have a crush on Maya Hawk. <laughs> Maya Hawk deserves crushes. Don't we all? Yeah. 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 Um, no. Oh, another thing in my note. Um, so have you? So have you guys had any experience with like acting, like theater stuff? Um, v- vaguely as a child. Yeah, I not keep... not as in I'm a secret child actor, but I did. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like a couple, a couple, a couple things. Um. So like they when they were doing their Im- like their uh, ex- exercises, I did an improv class that I really enjoyed like two years ago, or, like a year ago, and I just kind of was like, oh yeah, that's like those fucking exercises. They're really fun. Um, but like when they're doing their crying exercise, great scene for yeah. Stephen Kenley Henderson. It's just like kind of sobering. I like I always for some reason can c- cry at any moment instantly, like at any you second. Okay? I just, oh, I'm fine. I mean, well. <laughs> relatively but for some reason i can always do that wow i also just want to give a quick shout out to julie's crush on our math teacher facts good stuff good stuff like you never know whether the teacher is playing it like he's oblivious or that he's he's so aware yeah but but julie is (laughs) 
like so she's so smitten. overwhelmed with yeah. I really don't blame her though. He's hot. Right. Right. He's hot, yeah. And I love I love when Lady Bird stole the grade book and and Jules is trying to give her give her the grade and he's like, I think it's an I think it was like an A plus A brain. She's like, I think it was an A minus. Like he's, <laughs> he's trying to stay modest. I'm pretty sure it's an A. And she's like, oh, All right, whatever oh, you oh, think. I guess right, that's fine. whatever you think. Like, okay. That was so cute. And then Lady Bird gets up there and she's like, B. I think it was more B minus C. <laughs> B minus C plus range. No, I remember it's a B. It's a B. Just trust me on this. It's a B. All right. That's your yeah. word. Yeah. So good. I love that that was like a little thing that they threw in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, There's it was... so many little things like that. Like you go from uh, like drawing Danny and Kyle's names on the wall and then like yeah. immediately and then like painting over them. Like, Greta is such a talented editor. I mean, whatever you may think of the, the timelines of Little Women, I think mm-hmm. that there's no way that you can say that it was poorly edited. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, li- li- huh? There's been that take. Oh, I know. Oh. Well, for me, I know. I guess. I yeah, guess. I know. Uh, future or uh, former and future guest Shay. Yeah. Uh, Shay Vassar yeah. actually yeah, thinks it was poorly it. edited. Oh, interesting. So um, we'll have to discuss. But no, that. I mean, for me. I agree. I no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I can't recall who Greta edits with, if it was the same editor. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but I think she's really, she, she just doesn't really, I don't think she likes to f- um, focus on something that can't be edited through that language. Yeah. 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 I would also, if we, if we may, um, I feel like since we did this on my last episode with the social network, I would love to talk about the score, John Bryan's score, which I think is fabulous, very jaunty and upbeat. Um, The opening is really, it's really catchy. It's so good. Yeah. I feel like if I had to pick, like if I, if I had to have a score composed for my life, I would want something similar, Mm. Um, which I think about, often more often than one should um <laughs> but yeah i really i really love the score i think it's uh perfect for the film i remember someone said once that it feels like john bryan's composing feels like, like you're gonna break out into song at any moment. yeah yeah and that's so that. true that's yeah. so true with this and like punch on glove and significant new york and adaptation like they're all scores that feel like it could it's propulsive you know it, it feels like yeah. it's like leading to something more than underlying a scene yeah john bryan has also composed he's really uh, underrated music. yeah yeah he is he's composed he's, music for yeah. john mulaney's stand-up specials um i think <laughs> i think for kid gorgeous and um i don't know about uh comeback kid but definitely kid gorgeous and when i realized the connection i was like proposed sack, wow. sack lunch bunch <laughs> i don't know oh my god fucking mr music Jake, why are you okay? <laughs> talk about talk talk about someone who <laughs> needs some assistance. Um, yeah, I I love the score. I listen to I it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Jake just owns. He's a weirdo. He owns it. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Good for him. He's really made a pivot to to crazy town. I won't lie. I remember I really think- seeing Oakja and being like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, he's so wacky. So wacky. Um. I really think, uh, like, the score is kind of, like, if there was, like, a fun parade slash march, that's kind of yeah. the, the, the score. It's, like, you're, you're, like, walking to a place and you're just, like, skipping. Mm-hmm. And like, you're, or, like, like you know, like, duh, duh, you know, just, like, moving right along in a happy beat. 
And I think it pairs really well with uh, the like the credits in the beginning mm-hmm. where it's happening like during mm-hmm. communion. Um, because communion is a somber time um, <laughs> for anyone who has received it. It is usually very sad. <laughs> hymns. And you're uh, if you're Catholic, you're literally uh, having the body and blood of Christ. Um, <laughs> so not super jaunty, but I think it's hardcore, it was, man. Yeah, really. For real. And Timmy looks like he he wants to get out of these clothes as soon as possible. He actually looks like, like he's he doing this to look like yeah. he's not impressed by any of this. That he's <laughs> but he's not Maybe. even hiding the fact that he's impressed. He's not yeah. impressed. But he does it so well. Yeah. A handsome boy. Yeah. That's the only time I really relate to Timmy. Is like yeah. him just being miserable in a church. And I have, <laughs> I've only been to church like two or three times in my life, and I'm like, yeah, no, no bueno, no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah. Um, hmm. he's I I forgot. I don't know if I I don't know if we need to talk about this, but like I forgot um, when him and Lady Bird have sex, how he like lasts for five seconds. I know. <laughs> I totally forgot that, and it got me so off guard. I mean, like, I'm not even, I wasn't even surprised. I wasn't like, surprised before. either, but I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. dear God. Um, God, let's see what else I put in my notes. Um, really? <laughs> you forgot how many people you've <laughs> you lost track? Oh, poor dear. It, it has a fantastic sick. pace to it. That's, yeah. when you were talking about the editing, I put that down, like, great editing and pace. Like, <clears throat> So it, it just breezes moves. by. Oh, yeah. so breezy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tight ninety. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. perfect yeah. It's a perfect ninety, and that's what you want in life—a perfect ninety. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything longer, and I am losing interest. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Like Gabby and I saw the King. Oh Jesus. Christ. And that felt like four hours. <laughs> like, what? So what do you think fun. the King was? Like two twenty, two fifteen? Yeah, it was just about like that, and it was. <laughs> It felt like Man. a year was taken off my life. I know. 220. Yeah, times like 18. That's yeah, what it felt like. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I went to go see it. I think I might have mentioned this on uh, the last episode, but I'm still upset about it. That I saw it on uh, the evening. I had to get up at like 6.30 for an 8 a.m. class. Um, and my showing was at like 10.30 at night. Oh. And I was like, I went with a friend. And she was like nudging me because I was like really struggling to keep keep these eyes open. That's all right. I made it. I feel like it had so much potential too, but something was lost. Like, like it looked pretty good. Like you feel like all the mechanics are there. Like there's swords and horses and I don't know, like Robert cannonballs. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> it's more dick and little balls. <laughs> I know. I was not like he's talking about his dick. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah balls, it seems like something he would do. More, more of that, please. I love how he's just like a nothing villain too. Like, it's, I know. he's immediately taken care of. I know. That he's was such, a, he's such a pathetic man. That was a thirst watch. I, I will not <laughs> deny. But you know what? We made it. It's all right. Kind of for me too. But it was yeah. only out of curiosity. You know. Yeah. It was a curiosity, curiosity watch. Thirst. Yeah, curiosity <laughs> thirst watch. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna God. make a letterbox list of curiosity watches. I'm going to oh. ask you guys a personal question. Okay. Have you I ever do prefer that? Timothy Chalamet over Lucas Hedges. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Well, well that's wrong. That's a wrong, bad <laughs> thing. So. Um, have you ever looked at someone's test? Well, like... Yeah, like, totally. Totally. Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I've totally yeah. done that. Yep. Yeah. I can't not. Yes. Yeah. But I would feel so... Oh, 
sorry there's a lizard on my window i just got distracted <laughs> sorry he's, he's um, looking at your test actually yeah, yeah does the does the lizard have any other takes on yeah i would love for him to come be a guest wow he's moving all right anyway sorry that doesn't normally happen <laughs> jesus um I, and that was the lizard everybody yeah thank you um i would but i would feel so bad about it that i would if i had the same answer as someone else i would change my answer to be wrong because like i was so i like the catholic guilt ate away at me <laughs> And I would immediately come home and tell my mom that I looked at someone else's oh test. She was like, God. did you look on purpose? And I was like, no, it was an accident. Like, my eyes just, just stretching yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so usually funny. that was the truth. And she would be like, That's then I so don't funny. think you were cheating. It's like, I don't know. What does God think? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want the moral complications, so I just made yeah. the decision myself. You go, on like a, you go on a retreat, like silence. Like, it's just yeah. like yeah legitimately i was a, i was my own worst uh worst Nightmare. punisher yeah, yeah <laughs> basically so i guess yes but also no <laughs> i never intentionally tried to mm. try to cheat well you're more pure than we are I guess. did you guys ever try to steal a grade book no <laughs> i wanted to a couple times yeah. like ladybirds my math grades were also abysmal mm. oh yeah yeah, no, I, uh, that, I can, honestly, I couldn't even fathom that on, I, I just, cause I, like, that just could go so wrong. I know that's so bold. That's so bold. You know what actually bothers me the most about that scene is that she's eating that chocolate bar or something and she, then she licks her fingers and that it's like a, a school is so gross. It is so disgusting. I can't even imagine putting my hands anywhere near my face and then she goes and steals a math book. But that just might be because I am obsessed with oh, <laughs> Should we talk further about the 100% Ron Tomatoes? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone, it's it's such a likable movie. I mean, that's what Ron Tomatoes is like. That's why Paddington and Paddington 2 have high grades on, uh, on Ron Tomatoes. It's just, it's likable. It's just like, it's hard to just, like, it's hard to dislike a movie like that when even, like, the worst thing you can say about it is, like, oh, it was fine. Yeah. Where I don't think there's something to actively hate or dislike about it because it's competently, it, even if people don't like it, it's competently made. Um, you know, it's great, enjoyable acting. It's an out. And I also think that short runtime always helps with Rotten Tomato. I also, yeah, no but doubt. at the same time, I think it can often create unrealistic expectations if you're not paying attention to cinema like we do. It's, it's like, I think Parasite is a good example. Like, that's another kind of crowd pleaser, but also um, something that I can recommend to anyone, like in the vein of Lady Bird and Pennington, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. It creates it just creates complications, but not to say it's undeserving. Yeah, it, it creates these. Yeah, it's like you said, it kind of gives I don't want to say it gives more hype than it should, but it gives like an unrealistic idea of. Because people who don't understand Rotten Tomatoes are going to think like, oh, everyone gave it a 10. Right. Or something like that, which is ridiculous. But unfortunately, like, that's kind of the misinformation about Rotten Tomatoes, which is not necessarily their fault, but it's not not their fault. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that has people say, I mean, like, there's these takes that Rotten Tomatoes has destroyed cinema or is just like, like a literal cancer or whatever. And I'm like, I mean... I, for what it does, it's an aggregator. You know, the importance might be misjudged, but I don't think it's like this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I find that to be just, ridiculous. I'm one to think that they should take away the audience score. 
Yeah, I I agree, but like, but unfortunately that but that helps with their revenue because then more yeah. people will go on it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I agree. Um, well, there was another thing. Um, oh, what did you guys? What did you guys think of like the all the news stuff? Like how it was like having like a simultaneous, um, not storyline, but like it was going on going along with like the Iraq War and the Middle East and the Bush administration and that kind of stuff. It felt it very great. president. Yeah, no, I I yeah. liked it too. It just yeah captured 2002 very well. Like. I think that's so remarkable that you can capture one very, very specific year, not just like a decade or even a uh, an anonymous year. Like that's yeah. even worse. I just am Clay and I just came out of Uncut Gems, and they captured 2012 like so effortlessly. Mm. Like it's it's just wild how well it's captured. Um, in 2002, here I think Ladybird is making the point many times to say how boring it is mm. and she's kind of right like it's i mean maybe i we were all very very young younger than ladybird and but it just it comes across as nothing exciting yeah yeah for sure and i think that uh, or at least someone of her age it's nothing exciting right i think that timeline also somehow makes like Kyle's distrust of the government kind of oh, it makes more, much more sense. yeah it makes it much more prescient and uh kind of understandable with the gift of hindsight um which I think if you if you're watching that the on the gift of hindsight. Your, yeah if you're watching that on like with that in the back of your mind like of course it would sort of make sense but if you're just watching it like it's not something that I picked up on until a couple rewatches which I think makes it even cooler yeah, Sorry. the Bush administration produced a lot of those. Um, just, like, that age of, like, don't trust the government. Um, like, the Patriot Act was kind of surrounding everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, like, the Middle East and, like, like the government being, like, everyone's – the government's lying to everyone. Like, and unfortunately, those Kyles became people who were, like, 9-11 was an inside job. And you're, like, whoa, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Let's, let's, Kyle let's calm down. Let's calm down there, buddy. Let's, let's – <laughs> Well, you know, you're not you're not Alex Jones, bro. Yeah. Come on. Um, I saw in one of the newscasts, and this kind of sucks just because of like the day we live in. But like, I saw Matt Lauer pop up, and like, oh no, Matt Lauer. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, Matt Lauer. I think that well, obviously when they shot it, it was before all of that. But when this came out, I think that it was like right when all this was happening. Yeah. Like during Me Too, and and it was just it it just made it even worse so why do men war- ruin so many things i, I got, know i gotta say they really like, are out here ruining it for the rest of everyone just in mm-hmm. general they're just ruining things it, it, I, I have to agree mm-hmm. um have you guys ever had a crush on a teacher yes yeah yeah i had a um i had a big crush on one of my uh social studies teachers in like middle and elementary school she was so smart and so funny and I was like deeply in love with her yeah which I feel like is a a rite of passage you gotta love it you gotta love a social studies teacher that I mean any sort of liberal arts adjacent like I didn't I didn't I hung out with a lot of my English teachers because I was uncool um or very cool depending on who you talk to um Mm -hmm. 
Very cool in my eyes. Thank you. But yeah, that's Miss Swanson. Love Miss Swanson. Shout out Miss Swanson. We'll tag you on Twitter. No, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny though. What about you, Jack? If you want to say. I don't think I did. I think it was just more like I thought of my teachers as friends. Mm. I never thought of my teachers as, as teachers. Yeah. Especially as in high school. Especially in senior great teachers. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't really think, especially in senior year, because senior year, that was when, I'm not sure any, any teachers I had crushed on before that, but I was like, Gabby, I just kind of like hung out with my teachers. Yeah. Oh, I liked teachers way better than students. Oh, yeah. They were so much like, like yeah. they could hold intelligent conversations. They let me eat lunch in their classrooms. <laughs> I love that for me. Oh, yeah. And they didn't drop like, horrible slurs every other second exactly and we're just like yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa what are we doing here yeah let's and again, the majority just been my friends <laughs> majority of students are going through shit that you're also going through yeah. but teachers are the ones that can help you with that right and it's like as much as students can can give you advice it may not be advice that is fully worked out right half-baked just like their yes. brains <laughs> <laughs> exactly what about you clay did you have a crush on a teacher i think i did i'm kind of like with jack i'm pretty sure i did i for some reason i can't remember which one specifically but um maybe not like teacher you know what maybe not necessarily teachers i was around with a lot like maybe like other kids as teachers that i would catch occasionally i'd be like oh she seems cool mm. um but not i don't think like one in in specific um, that I can think of, but I would have to think about it a little more. But I definitely, it's it's definitely been a thing that I've like thought about, like oh, you know, yeah, that'd be cool. She's, I have you know. a. Go ahead. There you oh, go. I, I was gonna say I had a TA this past semester who was like she's close in age. I think she's she's like twenty eight, something like that. Um, and I don't have a crush on her, but she and I would spend like time in her office hours just chatting. Um, she loves film. Um, she was at the same screening of Parasite as I was back in October. Um, and so we ended up, yeah, so we ended up just kind of like saying that we were going to keep in touch after our class ended. Um, and she's like, we email occasionally. (laughs) She's super cool. Um, and it wasn't until college that I realized, like, your professors or, like, adjacent professors in, t- in the form of a TA could, like, be a friend. And it was, it was, it's really cool to have her in my life. Shout out Daphna. I love you, <laughs> Daphna. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, it can be pretty special, that kind of um, education yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, did you guys catch the affirmative action joke? When she was yelling at her brother about like how mm. you didn't put your race or like you mu- you put your race on the um on his uh, application. Yeah, yeah, I do I, remember that. I I, I I hope you know I it was noticeable. That's all. I I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah, definitely. It was like it was like oh Shout okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, Miguel and his. Um, that's probably maybe I don't want to say the most outlandish, but that's definitely like the most quirky thing maybe in the mm-hmm. movie. Is yeah, there, I think like, that's like the most Baumbach ex- uh, influenced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I just agree. like I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it it's supposed to feel of another part of this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little height. as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girlfriend's so good in that scene of like, you know, your mom really loves you. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, she was great. She's not just yeah. the villain. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I like that. That you know, Gerwig adds depth. You know, same thing with Little Women. Like she adds, she makes Amy not to be like a horrible, evil person. She makes her to be an actual character, and I think. Greta does that with a lot of her supporting cast. I mean, Stephen McKenley Henderson going through his, like, um, fucking, um, I don't know what he has exactly, but, like, dying. Mm-hmm. And oh, how right. sad that is. And, like, but that's, like, a thing. That's not, like, she, for some, like, another uh, director would not even in- think to include that. They would right. probably get rid of the character, yeah. no problem. But she puts in an arc, or a little arc for him, or something that um, feels real. Yeah, and that stuff is important to really make this movie connect. No doubt, mm-hmm. one just one of those little things that makes it special. Definitely, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the last thing is uh, notes. Um, the Sacramento Kings mural. I don't know. I, again, basketball. There's this uh, mural at the end of the movie that's in Sacramento that is just gorgeous, and I've always remembered that. Um, the great there's the ending with like the cuts between her and her mom driving like in the car in the same oh. um mm. it's so good it's so mm-hmm. that's why the editing is yeah. so good yeah i said this a lot recently but i feel like this is going to be a great movie in like 20 years yeah like a, like an american classic oh yeah absolutely. i feel like there's been a lot of those this year specifically too in 20, or the year of our lord 2019 it's really been a it was like looking a little a little scary there in the beginning yeah like in june like i was yeah like, what, what the fuck are we doing here <laughs> Like, we got, like, Parasite, and we got Lighthouse, and, like, like coming out of, uh, yeah, Ad Astra, and, like, yeah. Irishman, yeah, like, uh, Uncut, like, uh, my God, like, we, we, these are, like, American, these are great American movies that we have, yeah. Yeah, we we don't deserve Future them. great American movies, yeah. We do not deserve them. And Gerwig's definitely part of this new yeah. era of filmmakers, yeah. and this year with the Safties, and Jordan Peele, and Ari Aster, and Robert Eggers, um it does i that's why i think this year is so special because we've had the the old uh the classic auteurs with Lula scorsese in there exactly we've um but we've had like this year we've had the classic auteurs like scorsese or quentin tarantino um and we've had some maybe somewhat veterans with james gray um but we have like ryan johnson Greta gerwig these like yeah. up-and-coming filmmakers very um, very exciting damien Giselle. it's really exciting yeah it's like that's why this year I feel like is so special is because it's all these like really new, talented young filmmakers. It's the you young already guard can tell. passed down to the old guard. Or, exactly. Like, you, can already tell, <laughs> you can already tell that, okay, these are the people that are going to lead us into the new era of film. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's so exciting. It's so fun to watch, too. Yeah. I'm really excited to be like, excited to be alive right now. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, being alive is pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. I, yeah, I think it's very exciting just to see, like the, I mean, specific, like just because I'll use them as, as an example. I saw them last night. It's very exciting to see the Safties take off. Mm. Like I feel like they're gonna be making movies for like many decades. I mean, we can say that for any director that we just named, but I don't know, like something about them, like they're just they're gonna be like on like a, yeah, a very well diverse run. Yeah, but, no, I feel like specifically, like, like I could use anyone as as an example. I'm just using them. Just I came out of uncut gems. I think that they're gonna have like 
yeah, like an arc, and we're gonna show up to their movie because it's their name on the mm-hmm. poster. Yeah. And I feel like they're already like these young filmmakers are already going straight to their passion projects. Usually they build up to it, but like us, Get Out, um, like us right after Get Out is move. That's a bold move to me. Yeah. Um, Midsummer. Like, these are, like, stories that these, like, I know Ari Aster's been dying to do Midsummer for a long time. I know Safdie's been dying to do Uncut Gems. I know Greta Gerwig has been dying to do Little Women. Like, these, like, consecutive decisions of their either debuts or, like, their second or third movie of where they just, they go straight to, like, all right, I want to make a movie now. Mm. And that's kind of, we didn't really see that um, previously, and it's exciting to see that now. And what's wild is that none of them seem to be a disaster. uh Uh-uh. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, that's kind of wild. I can't so, think like, of any. Like they, like none of those that you just named seem to be like they got carried away with the ambition and the passion. Yeah, I think, and I, that speaks to their, I, I think, to their uh, long-lasting nature that's gonna come out of this. They're yeah. all, they're just all so good. Hold I on. hate, to, <laughs> hate to be, uh, hate to be vague, but they're all good, <laughs> and I like them. Hot takes. Yeah. Shall we do favorite scene? Um, well, I actually want to ask one more thing, um, and this is actually, I think, a question that I've been struggling with when watching the movie, is um, I think maybe the most hard-to-know co- character is the mom, I think is um, Lady Bird's mom, because I, I wrote in my notes, she's really, she's really harsh, but Mary is like, mm. yeah, I just, and I just, I just thought that's her name, that's... and I'm like, maybe, is that is that just is that justified or is that like is does that come from a place of care or is that just like a legitimate um issue with her and i don't know i i found that to be easily the, like the most complicated like str- i'm just like struggling with how i feel about that i like her i know she, her heart's in the right place but i don't know i just feel sometimes that um i'm talking about kind of like the whole movie like whether she's like saying like her saying that you're not going to get in a good get in a good enough college to even succeed is like or something like that is just like kind of heartbreaking and i don't know if that's her being like a legitimate human or i mean that sounds weird but like i think that it's important to take note that this is all from lady bird's perspective it's like, true it's not like it's not often that we go to marion's perspective other than that one time that we see that we see her talking to the priest or the priest what i'm saying like yeah uh, steve mckinley um yeah, and so the fact that we we never see, like, we only vaguely see that conversation between her and Tracy Letts when he was let go. And it was yeah. only when uh, Lady Bird was coming home from the dance. And, I, um, and it was immediately from that anger of hearing that he was fired that she just um, uh, yelled at Lady Bird and she was like, clean your room, you gotta you better carry your room like make your bed and i think that it's she just has a lot going on she's not like stable financially and she takes all this energy out on ladybird which is both unfair and sympathetic yeah i found it to be interesting and sort of a welcome change that marion was more human and less mother if that makes sense we have a lot of examples of maternal figures um, who, even in Little Women, Laura Dern's character. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking yeah. the same exact thing. Yeah, she's loving and 
caring and she alludes to the fact that her life isn't what she really wants it to be and that she's struggling and that she's angry Mm. but she doesn't outwardly show that and it's easy like just as a person myself it's hard for or it's easy for me to forget that like my mom has her own struggles it's not always about me and the thing with ladybird is that she does in some ways think that everything is about her yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. she's extremely yeah she's extremely self-centered and um i think that plays into what what you guys were saying that that the movie is from her perspective and the fact that marianne treats I mean acts like a person with emotions that she doesn't really tamper down I thought that was a welcome change because it it can get tiring to see the same mother figure in every film and read it in every book um I agree definitely something that I take note of is like when they're at the thrift store and they were like arguing because she saw labor was dragging her feet so she thought she was tired and went and she like the second later she pulls out this dress and she's like, Oh, that's gorgeous. Like, yeah, that's so it's good. Like, it's such yeah. a good the, scene. The shift the shift is so is so quick in, yeah. in the in the uh, conversation. I think yeah. that was in the trailer too. I yeah. like they were yeah, at each be. other's throats yeah. and then they were like, Oh, this is a, a, a nice dress. Perfect. That's yeah. the special that like again, this the timing of each joke is so good and like it that's why that, I mean I feel like that scene specifically is what makes this movie special and uh, I feel like this is and, turning into like a half a little women episode but <laughs> the, these dialogue scenes of Gerwig's scripts feel feel very choreographed yeah like like very well rehearsed in the best way mm-hmm. yeah in the best way yeah yeah um it doesn't feel robotic but it no. feels confident um i also love the scene of her of after uh, ladybird leaves the car and um the Marion, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marion. Um, she's by herself in the car. She's driving away, and you can just see her like reacting to everything, and like her like kind of breaking down. And she was, and she's just like can you could see all of the movie flashing before her eyes in a sense. Not like not directly. We don't see that on screen, but you can just tell by her face, like by her facial expressions of like how much she's thinking and regretting at that moment, and then like drives around runs out of the car and like falls into Tracy Lett's arms. It's, it's incredible. That's yeah. That's actually my favorite. And then Tracy's like, she'll come back. Yeah. 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 So, so Gabby, that's your favorite scene. Yeah. That was the one that uh, stuck the most with me after I saw it for the first time. um, Because I mean, it's just like the physical human embodiment of regret. Um, You can see how much she regrets the actions and the lack of, just the the silence that Marion gave Ladybird in the months and weeks leading up to her leaving. Um, and I think, again, because I saw this during my first year of college, I could not imagine like how I would feel if my mother refused to have any part in this part of my future. Um, like I would just be devastated. Uh, so seeing the way Marion felt in the way that she, she started crying, she immediately turned around and, and tried to get back to make something right, but wasn't able to in that moment, that really stuck with me. And I think, yeah, I definitely think that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think, oh wait, are we doing favorite scene? Mm -hmm, Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I think mine is, uh, yeah, it's probably when Tracy Letts brings in that cupcake for Lady Bird. Yeah, that's so cute. On on the 18th birthday. I was thinking about um, that. That's probably my second. Yeah, it's like it's like so charming, and it like you feel you feel just so good about yourself. Like, like yeah. these are just two people in a in a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like this cupcake is all I got, <laughs> and like yeah. it's such a great delivery of of like, um, are you and mom gonna get a divorce? Can't we can't afford a divorce? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, he just has he, that character. You can you can tell it just has a great attitude on life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give my favorite scene one second, but I just noticed, um, uh, Gabby, you're talking about like how like maternal mothers are like depicted and stuff and how you know some are much more complicated than others i was just thinking of how many because like i remember like oh yeah regina king played a great uh like a really complicated mother in if beale street could talk last year mm-hmm. and i know she won and then alice and jenny and i just i just looked it up uh the last five out of uh, sorry four out of the last five actresses to win best supporting um actress have been mothers Really? That's super interesting. Regina King for Beale Street, Janie for I, Tanya, Viola Davis for Fences. Oh, yeah. And then Alicia, then Alicia Vikander, which is not a mother, in yeah. The Danish Girl, and then Patricia Arquette in Boyhood. Wow. Yeah, you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Who's your favorite mom out of those? It's Regina King. I can't, yeah. I can't not. Regina. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, for me, I've just rewatched Boyhood the most out of those. Mm. So I think, I mean, like, Regina is a close number two. Yeah. She's just so loving. I just, mm-hmm. it's compassion like that. Um, My favorite scene is definitely um, uh, Julie and uh, Lady Bird at the last dance. That yeah. montage of them in their hijinks at the prom is just yeah. so endear- enduring and like heartwarming and just like so like joyful. I just like mm-hmm. get this like big ass smile on my face and just feel like at home watching them. Like it's friendship and friendship I feel like is like one of the more joyful things to see on screen like done well. It just feels so pure and mm-hmm. it, it it has this connection to your heart that I think very few things on film does. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And it's also just well edited. Again, the editing, it's just, it flows so well. The music's great. Um, the, and I, I know this is weird, but I think the blocking with like those kind of prom scenes are really important. Knowing where everyone is, you know, like specifically and how they relate to the camera mm-hmm. and to make That's sure a little, it a little feels, bit of room for the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah, of course. That, yeah. It, yeah. you don't want it to feel too crowded because you want to definitely see the main, your main characters, but you don't want it to feel so sparse because then it doesn't really feel like a prom. And I think that's, I think Greta does a great job with that. Absolutely. That's another great, another great scene. Every time I see Julie and Lady Bird together, I'm, I'm just reminded of the power of friendship, how much I love my own Julie's. Mm. Wow. Now I'm getting sentimental. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta that's keep... what this movie does. Yeah, you know? like it's, it's a sentimental movie because, like, you know, her love for Sacramento or the attention, so to speak, 2002, and you know, relationships and growing up. It's it's sentimental, and that's what makes it. I think again, I, I've said this like 500 times. That's what makes this movie special. 
absolutely. Uh, so, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hey, anytime. We, oh, we'll take you up on that. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been, ever since the Social Network episode, I've been dying to have you back on. I know Jack has too. So, um, oh, that's so we're nice. glad you No, came. not me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, yeah, we're glad you came back on. Um, what do you have to plug? Where can everyone find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Gabby A. Iori and um, Letterboxd at Gabby AI. I think that's it. If you want to support student journalism, I write for University of North Carolina Chapel Hill student newspaper, the Daily Tar Heel. So check can that we out. Link to this? Is this an online thing or is this like a physical like actual uh, newspaper it's online yeah i can send okay, you right. i can send you a yeah. link to, to my tag um oh well la da yeah yeah <laughs> clay what about you uh everyone let's reverse this yes let's do that <laughs> indeed um it's an uno reverse card <laughs> yeah i mean you just pulled it out and i was just <laughs> like oh god i have to react now um, <laughs> You can all find me at Clayfilm100 on Twitter and on Instagram and also on Letterboxd. Um, yeah, uh, I'm really, I'm really proud we were talking about Lady Bird because I, I think it's a great movie. Um, Are you Jack, still stardusting? Um, I'm taking a bit of a hiatus because I don't know. I just, I, I haven't, I like, I don't like to make myself do something if I'm not really feeling the passion for it right now. Um, but I'll probably come back to it when I f- feel like I have. Mm-hmm something to say <laughs> i'm kind of th- out of, with this podcast and like uh talking with more people about film i have i kind of run out of things to say so mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll i'll see how that uh improves yeah um jack how about you how where can everyone find you geez real real downer um <laughs> uh yeah i'm no, at jack Draper I like, on I like Twitter, stardust and my writing can be found at the simple cinephile sunken gabby's Oh yeah, same. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still yeah, really distracted by this lizard on you. my window. You're, you're good. It's all good. It's <laughs> a lizard, is a lizard still on your window? Yeah, I'm afraid he's trying to like get in and hang out, which is like fine. But he's been chilling yeah. here for this entire time. What's Shout his... out to the lizard. <laughs> What's his Twitter handle? Um, window window lizard. lizard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> at Gabby's windows lizard. Someone yeah. create that account right the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, well, next week we will have we yeah, will be starting our best picture miniseries. Oh, yeah. uh, so throughout great. January, so, February, oh. we're doing all the best picture winners, starting um, with the King's Speech with Austin Burke. Yes, Austin Burke um, is, is very exciting to have him on big time YouTuber. So we're really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can leave a voicemail on Anchor if you want, and we'll figure out, out a way to feature that. Um, comment, concern, question, whatever you want to put there. Uh, we're on Twitter, the podcast that mean uh, the podcast I mean at ETT Pod. Um, yeah, and please share uh, share this podcast. Uh, we love doing it.